Yasin, thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, for making the trip over from Fort Lauderdale. How's everything going? All right, man. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of it's course. A pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, you and I got connected through Sarah at White Orchid Insights. And so shout out to Sarah for uh, for getting us connected. Thanks, Sarah. Um, but uh, you are with Jet Lux, right? Um, tell us a little bit, maybe we could get started with a, a little bit of an intro to yourself. And then uh, we definitely want to dive into JetLux as a company and, and what you guys are doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Sarah. Thank you very much for arranging this uh, podcast. Yep. It's a pleasure to be here, Greg. I have uh, been an avid fan of your podcast <laughs> over the last few months since I found out about it through Sarah. So yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Um, I, my name is Yasin Amusi. I'm the vice president of JetLux in the United States. Um, I speak four languages. Okay. I've lived all over the world. <laughs> um, I, in my early and late teens, I grew up and graduated high school in Casablanca, Morocco, which was a really interesting experience. Okay. Um, and I moved to Oregon for my graduate studies. Okay. And that was in my early 20s and my mid-20s, I moved to New York to start my aviation career. I grew a passion in aviation after uh, a buddy of mine, Adam, called me and said, hey, you know, you're good at sales. I was business-oriented at the time. And he said, hey, my dad just bought this, this, this charter brokerage company in New York. Do you want to be involved? We have a sales <laughs> manager position. So I had no idea what I was doing. And I just stepped into this company. And it felt like, you know, one of those suits that you tried on that just fits perfectly. Yeah. That's how the role felt because I really <laughs> loved, you know, selling. And then, you know, I'm selling private jets yeah, at, sure. at 24 years old. So I was really excited about the opportunity. Um, did that for a couple of years and then moved to the Middle East in Dubai. Uh, worked for a flight support company, okay. uh, one of the big flight support companies in the Middle East. Um, had uh, spent a few years with them, had the opportunity to be involved in FBO, so handling um, and international trip planning, selling fuel, charters, operating aircraft. Um, did some business with Jet Smarter at the time, ran some projects for them on a Legacy 600. Um, worked with diplomatic flights, got to got to be involved in the the really interesting head of state and royal family flights, which cool. have been an amazing learning curve. Uh, after my experience in in Dubai, I moved to East Africa to be the general manager of a private airline there that served the uh, governments in the region. Um, and then I moved back to the U.S. about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's why I had the opportunity uh, to be part of Jet Lux and very excited to be here. Cool. I know the the first time we had talked, you were actually on a quick trip to Morocco, yeah. which turned into <laughs> a much longer trip. Freaking COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about uh, that. So um, late last year, um, I was supposed to fly from the US to Dubai. Uh, to meet uh, a lot of our new uh, team members at JetLux and to be part of uh, Dubai Air Show, which is a great event um, that sure. takes place every other year in the Middle East, in Dubai. And I, my, my wife and I decided to drop off my my daughter in, in Morocco to spend some time with the family. Yeah. And then we we, we, we flew off to, <laughs> to Dubai. And then on our way back, literally like a day after we arrived, borders closed because of this new COVID variant that at the time was uh, 
was exponentially uh, spreading. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were stuck there for, <laughs> I was supposed to be there for a couple of days, stuck there for six weeks. Uh, so it was a mandatory vacation slash spending time with the family. It was a good opportunity to to brush up on my contacts there and my yeah. network, family. So it was, I mean, it, it happened for a reason. So. Sure. And so yeah. now you're now you're back yeah. um, getting started at Jet Lux. And I know that you guys have a lot of plans for expansion in the US, which you know, I definitely want to hear about that. But maybe you could talk to us a little bit about Jet Lux, kind of where it was started. I know that you've been growing, you know, pretty quickly. And then maybe we could talk a little bit about, you know, what your what your plans are for uh, for the US. Of course. So um, Jet Lux was founded uh, a little over three years ago by Gabriel Madrid, our CEO, mm -hmm. which also has been a great friend and mentor to me for many years. We've worked together since 2016. Um, and he reached out to me uh, a little over a year ago and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm on this really great project. There's a lot of things going on. Um, I would love for you to be part of it. I'm like, man, just get, I'm, I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up immediately. <laughs> he's somebody I have tremendous respect for. Okay. Um, not only has, has he been a mentor, but he's pretty much taught me almost everything I know in business aviation. Okay. He has... Uh, supported me, encouraged me, been there in my darkest and and, and best days. <laughs> um, so shout out to Gabrielle for all the great work you're doing, all the uh, development that you are bringing forward to Jet Lux, all the passion that he's teaching these uh, these aviation professionals that work with us. So yeah, very thankful for this opportunity. Um, Jet Lux was founded uh, three years ago. Um, and started from a three three person operation to now over fifty employees and representatives worldwide. Okay, locations in Dubai where our headquarters are, um, Hong Kong, London, uh, Miami, Mexico, um, and then we're we're growing. We also have some representation in Colombia, Argentina. We have part of our uh, concierge people based. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting growth, I should say, mm -hmm. because of the tremendous uh, amount of of growth that we've seen. Every other month, there's something happening in the company, something new, new hire, new projects, sure. new announcements. So I'm very excited to be part of this team. Yeah, it sounds. You know, I'm I'm always. It, it, it's always really cool to see companies really like, you know, it's obviously a relatively new company in, in the sense of, you know, uh, in business aviation, but to see all of these cool new things that you guys are, are attacking and tackling mm -hmm. um, is really cool. So it, it sounds like it's an awesome, uh, awesome group to be a part of. It is. We do feel like it's a, it's a family that we're part of and that mm -hmm. we're growing uh, every, every day. Um, we have great relationships with each other from people that are in Dubai to people that are in Mexico. We, we do our best to communicate as much as possible, create relationships and rapport with each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's key to success is working together as a family versus colleagues. Sure. Um, we've seen uh, uh, um, a big trend of people just giving assistance to each other when, when there's that open line of communication and that friendship created versus just being colleagues and just sending each other emails or, 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 or messages over the sure. phone. And, and the A lot can get accomplished with, with that type of culture and that yeah. type of communication. That's what we're all about. Yeah, yeah. It's in our DNA. Cool. And so tell me a little bit about like kind of what's, what are the core uh, capabilities or services that, that Jetlex uh, offers? Um, the core cap capabilities and services that we offer are, they range from aircraft management 
to uh, charter services, um, to uh, our Invictus program, which is a program that uh, Mr. Madrid has uh, uh, created late last year to satisfy a lot of the demand that we're having today in terms of charters and aircraft, potential aircraft owners that are not finding their aircraft or just not ready to purchase yet. Um, And we also specialize in selling handling, fuel, pretty much anything that's business aviation related, we do. Okay. And so as I know that you guys have had success internationally, so Middle East, Asia, Europe, um, talk to me a little bit about your approach for, you know, North America. How does, how does that look? And, you know, you being the, in this particular role, where are you seeing the opportunities to really grow the business here? Well, it, it was an interesting time to approach the U.S. Yeah. marketplace because <laughs> demand has never been so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a tremendous success uh, during our first quarter of implementation. We've seen um immediate sales starting at half a million dollars a month and then growing thereafter um which was amazing for for us as (laughs) as 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 an opportunistic company and penetrating the u.s market we've noticed that there's a trend in the market that a lot of demand and no not enough supply Mm -hmm. and we we want to capitalize on that on that and be able to provide more supply to the marketplace um, and also bring in what we've learned from Middle East uh, business aviation and apply it here in the US. I've noticed that a lot of charter operators here in in the United States operate as air taxi more so than operate as a luxury services. Mm -hmm. So we want to implement and and, and bring in a new trend to the market where we we do uh, air transportation, but at the same time, we focus more on the luxury side. We want to make it special Mm -hmm. for our customers. Um, I know that um, a lot of people are moving from the commercial aviation to start flying private Mm -hmm. due to lack of a commercial aircraft availability, specific schedules during times that are travel requirements. We've also noticed that there's just a lot of people that want to fly private now. Right, it's become a trend with social media, um, and I think it's a it's it's a way for people to to work on self improvement as well to become more ambitious. Once you fly private, once you never want to fly yeah. commercial, right? <laughs> so I think, and I and I and I want to promote that that side of 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 the business. Uh, aviation to to our customers, our new our new flyers that have never flown private before, that mm-hmm. are now tasting the the pleasure of flying private. And I want to, and I want them to have a great experience doing that, um, and and that's how we want to um, impact the market today. So we want to sure. bring aircraft, we want to bring availability to the marketplace, satisfy a lot of our broker requests that are coming in that we currently aren't able to satisfy due to a lack of, abil- of avail- availability. Sorry. And we want to do it in a luxury way. Sure. And I've seen, you know, in the past that um, you guys have have set up, you know, partnerships with other, uh, whether it's like hotels or other types of transportation, things like that. Is that a way to really create like a, a um, I'll say a more holistic experience for your customers? Absolutely. So these partnerships are important because it enables us to select who we want to work with to satisfy our customers' requests. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you're running an operation worldwide, it is important for you to know who your suppliers are all around the world. And these partnerships enable us to develop these relationships to put in place um, specific requirements that our company imposes to our vendors to be able to match the service level that we want to offer our clients. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's important for us to keep doing these partnerships sure. and uh, to keep uh, communicating about it so we can explain and express to our customers that we're working hard on the service level and not just trying to sell them services, but there's a lot of work in the back end. We actually have a, a an amazing concierge department um, led by uh, Camila. Shout out Camila. She's doing a great job at uh, running that department. Um, that takes care of all of our post-flights requirements. So anytime mm -hmm. one of our salespeople sells a flight, our concierge department steps in and takes over the flight to ensure high-quality service moving forward. And that concierge department handles anything from hotel reservations to ground transportation, dinner booking, yacht bookings, whatever the client needs, yeah. they, they, take, they take care of. So it's important for us to have the proper partnerships to be able to, to provide that kind of service and ensure the service quality is high. Sure. And just kind of like backing up to a more uh, more personal question around yourself. As sure. somebody who got into business aviation at a relatively young age, it, what's what's been your approach and how do you do you have kind of like a um, a recipe for how you've approached becoming successful in sales and business development in this space? That's an interesting question because every time I hire a new salesperson, I I go through the same approach. Mm -hmm. What what are your plans to be able to be a successful salesperson when you are joining the operation? Mm -hmm. And I and I found in my career that there's two key um points that you have to make sure to have when you're when you're trying to be uh, successful at at uh becoming a salesperson or a business aviator um it's transparency okay. always be honest sure always say things as they are i know it's a very high stress industry and we can be put in situations where um stress can take over or have an influence on the decisions that you make while running the operation. So transparency is key. And building rapports is, is also very important. Mm -hmm. Every client that I've onboarded has worked with me for me and not for the hat that I'm wearing. Um, it's it's a trust relationship. It's working on, 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 on the rapport between you and your client and making sure that your client trusts you and that you trust your client to be able to fulfill um, what is expected of you. Sure. Yeah, I know it's, it's obviously a very complex uh, set of services that you're selling, right? Because it's not just, hey, can you go from point A to, to point B? I know even, it's, from the uh, outside, it seems really simple, right. but yeah, definitely, and, definitely. And even with that, you know, going from point A to point B isn't always the uh, simplest thing, right? No. Because there's all there, you know, based on the type of aircraft, you know, so uh, fuel aircraft. capacity, you know, know, time of year, all these things really weather, COVID. Yeah, now. COVID. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> so it adds a lot of yeah. a lot of complexity to that. And so, you know, it, as you're going out and and there's this is a very competitive space, right? There's a lot of players in in the in the area. They probably have, you know, some I know some companies have kind of little uh niches that they that they work in. How do you approach, you know, new customers and really try and uh, tell them what what's the difference between, you know, what they're maybe using today or uh, or you know the the uh, services that they can get with Jetlux? Well, I think innovation plays a big role in that. So mm -hmm. 
every company has to continue to be innovative. Mm -hmm. And with the market changing as it is, for example, let's take five years ago, we never understood the impact that cryptocurrency could have sure. on, on the charter market. And today it's real. I'm getting requests from a lot of clients. Hey, can I pay in crypto? Can I do that? Mm -hmm. um, and we're seeing this metaverse trend that's, that sure. Mark Zuckerberg has just <laughs> promoted recently and that has exploded in interest worldwide. So we want to be involved in that. One of our aircraft is actually going to be scanned and put in the metaverse very soon. Uh, shout out to Sarah and Nicole for that because um, we're excited to see that. So we're going to be able to showcase our aircraft in the metaverse, which mm. is going to put us a step ahead of our competition. Um, so there's a lot of new clients that are now, or new flyers and, and, and jets that are now starting to show. And we want to cater to those and as well as the, the, the previous clients that have been in the market for a while and need sure. a change, need something new, fresh blood um, to, to manage the aircraft. We are, um, we are hungry for clients, we're hungry for satisfaction, and we are going to do everything possible to keep up with the market and grow with it as well. Very cool. I, I had seen that there was some news around an MOU uh, for a partnership with um, Empress Jets. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about that and how you're thinking NFTs kind of play a play a role in business aviation. Yeah, I'm going to start by saying I'm not an expert yeah, in any sure. of those. <laughs> My business is Jets. Yeah. But I think um, we're, we're working very hard to, to try to combine both worlds. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the next step for, for business aviation. I remember when I started the industry, Avinode was still just a thing. Right. Um, so when you're trying to source an aircraft, you had Air Charter Guide, you had your contacts, you're trying to get online to see who's available. Um, then Avinode came in and that opened up the marketplace worldwide. So you could be sitting in uh, Teterboro, New Jersey and selling a flight out of Hong Kong thanks to that. So the software started developing and then it just it, it just didn't develop after that. So mm -hmm. today what we're seeing, we're noticing in the market is that crypto NFTs are becoming a thing today and they're growing exponentially and we want to be part of that growth. So with Empress Jets, who I was recently, um, uh, Nicole Garcia, CEO of Empress Jets, I was recently introduced to her um, uh, early this year uh, by a friend, Ashley. Um, and then she was passionate about the, the subject. She told me, oh, listen, this is going to incorporate private jets, business aviation and NFTs, smart contracts, yeah. cryptocurrency. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I see the passion, but I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so we spent a lot of time uh, discussing it, a lot of meetings, a lot of phone calls, um, understanding. Sarah was heavily involved in that as well. Um, so when we have recently decided to partner up with uh, Empress Jets and start a uh, charter operator marketplace okay. uh, through a crypto blockchain. So pretty much having smart contracts available, immediate payment systems to our clients so people can sign off on contracts, buy flights or bid on flights uh, worldwide through their blockchain system which I'm very excited to launch. It's still a work in progress. Sure, um, sure. We are working hard and uh, and uh, trying to set this up, but uh, I'm very excited to see where that's going to go. No, it's, it's really cool to see companies really looking at where technology is going. And, and you know, truthfully, the past for business aviation, aviation as a whole, we've been, I'd say, a little bit behind the times in regards to the technology that's been available and the, the support and the infrastructure that's out there. But really, in the last few years here, we're starting to see some big changes and, and companies looking at technology in, I think, a different um, 
a different angle um, and, or in a different way. And where in the past it was more of a, um, yeah, uh, more of just like, oh, it's a necessity to you know record these things or use this for our, our workflow or, or whatever. But it's really transformed into a way to grow their business. And they're starting to look at technology from more of a revenue standpoint than just a administrative or a cost saving standpoint. So it's pretty cool to see news like that and, yeah. and companies like yours um, and and Empress Jets working together to try and create something that's Definitely. that's really new. There's a lot of advantages in that. Uh, whereas, for example, we've seen uh, a, a big struggle for clients to be able to book flights on weekends or holidays. Right. Where banks are not open. Um, we're now taking credit cards uh, to guarantee or hold flights um, and uh, or or charge uh, credit cards for flights. Sometimes mm -hmm. people don't have the balance available. Let's say um, you want to you want to buy a, a seventy thousand dollar charter and the client just doesn't have that balance as of right now. They're just right. on vacation. They just yeah, spent all their money. Sure. <laughs> um, so it's interesting to open up new payment uh, gateways. Mm -hmm. Um, for charter clients that also save the money on the long run because there aren't those uh, big credit card fees attached to those type of transactions. Sure. I know there's a bunch of different uh, merchants, uh, crypto merchants that offer 0% fees or offer a 1% fee. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to revolutionize the market. We want to be part of that innovation from the get-go so that we can pioneer and encourage more charter companies to do as we do. Sure. Is are there any other uh, you know technologies or or software out there that as you're continuing to grow, you guys are really relying on whether it's for you know managing customer relationships or um, you know handling that whole concierge side of your business? Are there things that you work with there that that really help you? Yeah, definitely. We are a great ambassador to Zoho Suite. Zoho okay. has been a um, a great tool. Uh, mm -hmm. for intercompany organization, communication. Um, it's just a comprehensive suite of software that we use to be able to be properly organized, to be able to, uh, to run a company worldwide using one system. We can all communicate through that system. Um, there are some good management, aircraft management software like Flex, Centric, which, has, which have been uh, great assets to us in terms of aircraft management. And there's also an interesting one, which is Portside, which is our client portal okay. um, to be able to understand and access every single statistic regarding their aircraft management. So like I started this, this, this cast discussing about transparency. Sure. That's in our DNA today. There's remote work with... Mm -hmm post-COVID uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> influence on, on the world. And there's also transparency. We we have a, a port side portal to our clients that provides them with day-to-day -day updates on everything revolving around their aircraft, how many hours they have left on their account, what type of invoices they're being invoiced for the work. For example, our aircraft management clients, we post every single invoice to provide them the necessary transparency to be able to audit us on the go. Mm -hmm. And that's important. It keeps the company on check and it keeps also the client uh, alert and educated about what's going on on their account, which sure. I think is something that the industry has lacked over the last few years. So we are definitely promoting that uh, internally and externally, and we encourage all of our clients to log in and check everything that's going on and communicate to, to us if there's anything that they don't like, don't sure. agree with. And I, like, like I said, transparency is key to success. Sure. Yeah, I've heard a, a few, we had talked about this a, a while ago, but I've, I've heard some horror stories about, you know, 
uh, owners that go to management companies that say, hey, take care of my aircraft. And I say, yeah, well, we, we got it, right? And the lack of transparency between the owner and the management company uh, cost them like huge. Um, the millions. Yeah, millions of dollars in, in some cases um, because they didn't have that transparency. They couldn't see you know, where were they going for maintenance? You know, uh, all of the contracts and all of the maintenance programs on the uh, on the aircraft, um, you know, how they were actually operating the aircraft. These are all things that, you know, if you're not paying attention to it, it could cost you a, a significant amount of money. And I think in the past, because there hasn't been good technology to support that communication between management companies and owners, um, it left the opportunity for for things like that to happen. And so it's really cool to see that you know technology coming in place where you can easily communicate what's going on with the aircraft. The owners are kind of fully aware of of what's happening. And I think it it um, also to me, I know that it's the industry's been very competitive on price. Um, and so it kind of takes out some of that. Um, and I think it goes to more of a place where, you know, companies can be more competitive on the service and, you know, what they can actually provide to customers. So, um, it's, it's pretty cool to see some, some of those advancements. Yeah. We're happy to be part of it. We've actually noticed that our clients are trusting us more and more, the more that we, the more information we provide them. Sure. Some clients don't care. Some clients will look through it but the fact that they have that available to them at any point they can yeah. get in there and audit uh, you know their aircraft management company is pretty pretty cool because that puts their minds at ease and whenever there's something that they doubt they just go in there check it out pass it over to their financial advisor and that's where communication starts going so before we're we're explaining anything they already have the explanation at hand they're trying yeah. to find out more which which in turn educates the clients a lot about business aviation we've noticed that a lot of people that buy aircraft don't do their research. They're just interested about buying right. an aircraft. They don't understand what it is to manage an aircraft, which is at the same time an opportunity for aircraft uh, management companies, but then also a, a, it puts the client at a disadvantage, mm -hmm. which is why we have also put in place our, our or developed our Invictus program okay. to kind of step in and replace um, aircraft ownership or fractional ownership and more like go into a program where you have more control over the cost, where you know exactly how much it's going to cost you to fly and how many hours you have per year. And then with the port side system, you have day-to-day -day updates, flight-to-flight -flight updates about everything going on with your flight. You can book online, kind of like you're booking an Uber. Sure. Um, and that's and that's pretty pretty cool to see in place and to and to live with the customer. Sure. When was that launched? That was launched in December last year. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've had a lot of success with it. A okay. lot of people booking it, and a lot of how how is that now. different from maybe like a traditional like. Um, fractional ownership or like a, or a jet card? Um, there are some major differences between our Invictus programs and fractional or jet card um, programs out there um, where we, we want, our goal is to have four partners per aircraft. So we'll, okay. we'll go in the market, we'll purchase an ultra long range. We're currently uh, managing global 6,000 aircraft. Okay. Um, and then we'll have four partners in the same region. They're just buying ours mm, instead okay. of being owners of the aircraft and having um, to take care of all the cost of running the aircraft. 
All we do is we buy the aircraft, place it near in the vicinity of the clients, mm -hmm. and then they can fly uh, up to a hundred minimum, hundred fifty hours per year each okay. on on the same tail number, same crew, same flight attendants, same okay. body, um, and they take advantage of being an aircraft owner mm -hmm. without having the financial responsibility and liability behind it. Gotcha. And so, in in the case that they want to move into something else. You can then fill somebody else in into their slot without Absolutely. actually like selling uh, their position. That in the is aircraft. correct. Okay. Absolutely. Very interesting. Um, so now you're you've been in this role for now a couple of months and and uh, and and starting to build up the presence here in the in the U.S. Uh, what are your plans for? The rest of 2022 what's uh what's new and exciting coming down the road so what's new and exciting is we will very soon be able to take cryptocurrency payments for okay. charter flights okay which i know and feel confident that it's going to revolutionize the market very soon sure um we are also excited to onboard more aircraft we're actively seeking to acquire more planes uh through leasing or through aircraft ownership uh okay. with owners um so we want to have a full suite of aircraft available to the market here in the U.S. within the next year. So at least have a couple of lights, mid jets and heavy jets available to the market based out of uh, Florida, but on a transient basis. Gotcha. And uh, how about hiring? Do you have any positions that are open today or, or later this year? Every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're always seeking new talent. We always seeking new family members to join the team. Um, we have sales positions available all around the US, okay. um, Latin America as well. Um, we're hiring from senior management to uh, to uh, junior sales. So send me your CVs on LinkedIn. I'm uh, okay. happy to cater to that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, any anything else you want to hit on while we're uh, while we're talking? Um, I think we've covered it. Okay. Yeah, All absolutely. right. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. Um, it was great to to learn more about what you guys are doing and uh, Thank you and for sort of me. yeah plans for the future. Where can people find you if uh, if they need to uh, if they want to learn more? Yeah, well, I'm always available on LinkedIn. Okay. I answer all my messages on LinkedIn. Um, uh, also can uh, reach out to us at www.jetluxwithane.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to reach out All right. at your service. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you stopping by and we'll, uh, we'll talk again. Thanks, Greg. All right. Appreciate it.